0: After that choppy price action on Friday, the last thing you want to see is an overnight rally and a fade. Folks, that's what we're starting out with on this Monday morning. We'll talk about it with the cow guy at 8.05, some ratings moving stocks, spin off Monday. What does that mean? Well, we'll figure it out. It's pre-market prep. From up 30 handles to down eight handles. Not good. 43, 17, 50 is where we're trading at. Maybe blame the buck. That's up 37.5 cents at 106.19. Bonds down a half a point, 113 and a quarter. Crude still above ninety. Up 52 cents at 91.31. Who needs gold? Down 13.20 at 1952.80. Silver now under 22. I think this was in the 23 handle earlier on Friday. Uh, Down 59 cents at 21.96 and catching a sneaky bid. Bitcoin futures. They're up $1,455 at 28,555. Triple D. Help me figure out what's going down besides the spider and the S and P's. Apple up, Microsoft up, and Amazon up. Wow, Amazon's flat. Nvidia. What are you? What are you seeing out there?
2: Uh, we're seeing pretty good strength in tech, but the indices are not caring. I'm actually very surprised looking at the index to see us down here because when I come in, I would say two thirds of stocks are still green. But I think they just a lot of these are old ticks and they just haven't hit them yet. So like a lot of times, you know, you're looking at your screen, it's the last trade and some of these don't have the market. So a lot of these stocks are indeed going to go red. I've been hitting stocks all morning. So, I mean, I'm not helping the cause. I think there's other traders probably hitting stocks all morning here too. s and down 10 points. It does not feel like an S&P down 10 point day, but maybe it's going to if they keep whacking the stocks here.
0: I just want to go into that real quick. I mean, like, alright you're right. <laughs> Because Apple was up a buck forty two, and I was just going to ask you where Apple was offered, and it just ticked uh, down to uh, only up $0.09. Cents. Yeah, almost flat on that.
2: QQQ uh, is flat, so we're holding on on some of it. But yeah, Joel, it's a good observation. I mean, it doesn't look that pretty here this morning.
0: And let's bring in Money Mitch. I know we got an early guest today at 8.05, and that will be the cow guy. But uh, Mitch, how was your weekend?
1: Not bad at all. Um, Football, not the best, but forget football. What happened with the Senate, right? In a last minute move, the Senate has passed a continuing resolution to keep the government open for an extended period of 45 days, avoiding the shutdown. President Joe Biden signed the bill into law just hours before the midnight deadline on Saturday. However, it is important to note that this extension only keeps the government functioning until November 17th. Wow.
2: Um, lots to take in here. So obviously just got an extension. It wasn't a deal. It was just an extension. But the market applauded this big time last oh, night. And I they know. were ripping the futures. Bitcoin was ripping higher and they just couldn't stop the S&P futures. We were up 12. We opened up like 12 or 13, Joel. Then like to your point, we were up as much as 30 points last night. Is it's like, yeah, the bulls were chanting around they're saying the bears are dead on this they didn't expect this deal over the weekend and they're toast i saw it all over twitter the bulls were just chanting around celebrating just like the lions were winning the super bowl it was crazy the celebration on twitter last night so i'm like ah you know okay well you know i'm obviously in the bear camp i'm like i think it fades i was going to bed here wake up and i'm like oh the rally has started to fade and we were up about seven or eight when i woke up Well, now we've fallen another 17 points and I'm looking at this and saying, holy cow, is this not the worst case scenario for the bulls? They get the news they need, they get the rally they need, and then they give it all back before the trading day even starts? This market bears remain in firm control. How do you know? Well,
0: then they don't hold any rallies. Yeah, I know. I I was looking at the same thing, and you know, looking at the setups, and I'm like, thirty handles. They're gonna, they're gonna pop this thing. Fifteen handles just on the opening, but uh, that's the market for you, right? I mean, you got to be able. The the thing I want to point out before we bring in the cow guy is, look, when we came in, I do have my chart up. But it's like the equity traders came in and they just said, because it was right at 4 a.m. Perhaps it would have been worth to get up at 4 a.m. today. Yeah, they just came in. They're like, huh? What do you mean? I'm sitting on this from Friday. I bought the dip and you're doing this to me. Boom, I'm out. So I think, uh, uh, yeah, important turn there.
2: Yeah, that's what we are. We continue to remain in the Steve Miller market. Take the money and run. And if you're not taking the money and running on these little pops. The market will take it from you. We're back in full bear mode. I've been talking about the bear market here for the better part of a week and a half. People were fighting me that we were in a fighting bear market you. two weeks ago. They were fighting tooth and nail. They're like, "We're not off." Look at the stats. I don't see us down 20% from the highs. And I'm trying to tell you, the stats are stupid. You can feel when we're in, when we're in a bear market. When you're trading as much as I do, and I mean, this is why you know you guys listen to the show because I'm down and dirty. I'm in the trenches. I'm feeling the tape. It's my edge. If my edge is that I'm in there all the time. I can feel how hard it is to sell stocks. It's hard to sell stocks. That means the bears are in control. So, I mean, you can just feel it. Even in the after-hour session, it's like this stuff leaks back. I mean, they ramp them overnight. And then, they like you say, Joel, the equity yeah. trade open up. And they hammer the bids once again here. You've got people very nervous going into this earnings season for, for good reasons. Because we've had some warnings towards the end of last earnings season. We know Nucor. we know the airlines. There was a plethora, there was a number of other companies too that had warned. You have a diversified list of companies making new 52-week lows. You have a lot of issues here. And then you're going into an earnings season that's priced for perfection. How do we know? Well, workday. We'll lower margins just like three, four percent here. We'll hammer the stock 10%. What do you mean you can't lower margins? You're trading with a P of 40 so i mean that's right where it comes back to its valuation you know a high valuation on a lot of stocks meet expectations that are
1: simply too high and that's all right you folks all right guys we'll hold on there dennis let's move on over to the oh. Cal guy
0: All right, we are joined by Scott lady, market specialist, the cow guy at RFD TV. Scott, uh, I don't have a feeling you're not going to be talking us off the ledge. How you doing today?
3: <laughs> uh you're exa- I'm gr- I'm doing well, f- great for a Monday morning and you're right, I'm not going to talk you off the ledge. I've been, you know, if uh, if you're not living life on the ledge, uh, move over because you're taking up too much room. That's what I would say. Uh, I I think um a lot of the comments that I've been listening to while I've been in the waiting room are exactly correct. And I, I you know, I do a lot of media and a lot of stuff pops up on my timelines with say Facebook and the likes and you know, the, the, for the last few, I don't know, months, every time something pops up where I've been talking on somebody else's show or doing something on mine and they've got the, uh, the, the banner at the bottom, the Chiron saying, uh, you know, what the markets are doing at that moment in time. A lot of them are unchanged over the last two years, or maybe actually a little higher. Um, it's funny how, um, you know, the market has been whistling by the graveyard. And I think that there's something else at play here, which a lot of folks really aren't taking into consideration. And the fact of the matter is this, China, Russia, North Korea, and a lot of our other smaller enemies are getting together against us right now. And I think that there's got to be a little bit more nervousness in the market because of that. We are it, we are just ignoring it blindly, like we are the, our problems on the southern border, and it's going to have an economic consequence. I mean, I don't know about you, and I don't want to make this political here, but I'll just say one thing. I, I didn't vote to have my tax dollars go to house, feed, and clothe 6 million illegal immigrants. It's going, to have a, it's going to have a drag on the economy. Yesterday, they're calling it Sunday Bloody Sunday because we have to turn back on the student loans that people should have been paying all the time anyway. Um, and then we're, we're faced with the fact that we've got these rates that don't look to be going down and arguably it could be going higher. We had the PCE on Friday that doesn't look good. If you ask me, I mean, I love how people say inflation's cooling or going down. No, it's just going up at a slower pace. You're paying more than you did this time last year. And then we've got the specter of Christmas coming around the corner. And a lot of folks still like to spend a lot of money on Halloween. So I think budgets are tight. All the loan doc all the loan um, details tell you the fact that we've seen foreclosures are starting to spike uh, the uh, car loans are uh, delinquencies are spiking uh, de- de- delinquencies and/ or denials of new credit cards are spiking. I mean, I just want somebody to show me one piece of good news so I can sleep well because I can't find it.
2: We're gonna find good news for you here, but I'm with you. And I think the writing is on the wall here, but bring it back to, you know, product inflation and talking about products still going higher. You know what the biggest issue for this market is? And I think I'm the only one saying it like it's labor inflation. Yes. Because you are seeing this across the board here. Now, UAL pilots Friday get 40 percent raise UPS, 40 percent raise GM and Ford and Chrysler workers want a 40 percent raise. They don't want a four percent raise. They want a 40 percent raise. What? is this going to do to margins if we're going to start jacking up everybody's wage by 40 percent over the course of the next couple of years does that not show up in product inflation as well because these companies are not going to be able to eat this they're going to have to pass a lot of these costs on to consumers those cars that are seventy-five thousand dollars you you're looking at you know like a pickup coming from ford or, or from, from ford is going to go up in price more Who's going to be able to afford these trucks so they can complain like, oh, well, I'm working and I can't afford to buy a new truck because you're not giving me a fair wage. Well, nobody can afford to buy a new truck. And as you know, now you're going to put 40% they're going to be $100,000 pickups here.
3: (laughs) If they're not already. I mean, you're exactly right. It's the wage price spiral. We talked about that when we were all in uh, economics way back when. But I'll tell you, you, you the, those wage pressures will come through in higher prices for the vehicles. We're ultimately going to be the ones that have to pay the price for that. You're exactly right. But I'll tell you, just to give everybody a 60 seconds of history, there is some silver lining at the end of that rain, uh, at the end of that issue, because it was 1973. Now I have a British passport. I've spent 16 years living in London, trading the markets in Europe. So. I'm a student of of uh, of Winston Churchill and and the English prime ministers. and in, in 1973, we had an English prime minister named Edward Heath, and he was a conservative. Um, but uh, he lost control of Labor, like you're just talking about. And the coal workers, coal miners, went on strike at the same time. The uh, railroad workers went on strike because they felt he was weak and took advantage of it and basically shut down the country. That's when they instituted a three-day work week in 1973. Officially, the country was off and closed on Mondays and Fridays, and only people only went to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Obviously, he got kicked out of office. A Democrat was elected right away, and he was basically shunned from his party. But having moved aside because of that, the decisions and, and all those strikes that he let labor get out of control while he was in power, that created a vacuum which allowed for a certain person by the name of Margaret Thatcher to come in and take over and all was good for the next 10 years after that so there could be something good that comes out of this but I tell you I feel as though and I'm again I don't want to be too hyperbolic but I feel as though they're losing control of the economy. They've held a lot of balls in the air, but I think that some of these things are starting to come to fruition. They're dropping a few, and at the same time, they're losing control of labor. And you, you've you got a problem when you don't have control of labor and the economy. And I think that, that there's only one thing that's going to happen. We're going to have to have a hard landing, and we're definitely going to have a, a recession. But I don't think there, there's any way that we can guide this thing lower because of what you just said with the labor and what we already said about what's been going on in the economy.
0: Scott, look at it I mean all the very factual stuff there uh, but like when when I look at like a recession, I look at slowdown in the economy I, I look at I look at unemployment and right now the unemployment rate for the time being is nowhere near flashing any kind of uh, of recession or slowdown. Now, there's a lot of things that are going on could change that. Is it possible that we could have the you know the kind of collapse that you're talking about or retreat in the market while still having low unemployment?
3: Uh, unemployment would be the last thing that. Well, it's already falling. Look, we've had something that's mathematically almost impossible have happened. Every it's, this is almost mathematically impossible. It's to the level of 12 sigmas, right? 99.7% of things that happen in this world happen within three sigmas. But we've had each and every labor report this year with payrolls ultimately revised lower every single time, okay? Now they get a revised two and three times, but the final one is always lower than the first initial release. I, you know what? That, that doesn't smell good, if you ask me. Now, you take on top of that a collapse and um, the, the GDP for uh, um, the, the average person spending personal sp- expenditure. I, I, I'm telling you, I maybe we have a, a recession with 4.5% un- unemployment. Because we've got so many things that went wrong, or at least were reshaped with the pandemic. Number one, uh, baby boomers. Number two, um, I think it's going to be five to eight years before we get our hand, our, our hands or a handle around all these economic um, indicators after we've gone through and finally had the pandemic kind of work its way out. I still don't think we're getting good, true uh, signals from the economy because of what's been happening with the pandemic. And we're still trying to have that. Look at the bills of the spending. I mean, six trillion dollars. Seven trillion dollars, six million people coming over the border. We are still suffering from the pandemic. And I think a lot of that stuff's still coming through in the economic indicators.
0: So what to do? What to do? Where do you go? Do you hide out in uh T bills? Are you finally yeah, getting a, I mean, a, a, a turn in uh the bond market? Maybe the bonds will stop going down. Where where where's the average investor supposed to hide?
3: Well, I tell you what, for the first time in a long time, and I you know, look, I I, I take care of my my family's money. Um, I mean, that five, five and a quarter on one year plus a tax break, it's hard to say no to that. If you look at over time, you know, five, six, seven, eight percent is what you've been getting from the stock market. Now, in the last few years, it's been crazy. and People have gotten way too accustomed to 20, 25 percent moves in the stock market. But I think that for the time being, if you want to sit there and wait and see what happens, because every single sign is danger, Will Robinson, at least flashing yellow, some are flashing red. I don't think it's time to shoot for the corner office right now. I think it's time to just be in there picking up nickels in front of the steamroller.
2: Scott, that, that's such, such a great point that you just made is that people have become accustomed to getting 20% of their money by being in the stock market. When the long-term returns, and newer listeners, please listen to this, longer-term returns are exactly what Scott said. It's seven eight percent That's what the S&P averages over time. So it's not 20%. And we've had these luxurious years, you know, where everything has just been going up. So maybe we get into a period where this irrational exuberance of the stock market just cools off for a little bit. And maybe we don't get these 20% returns. Maybe we get a couple minus 20s in here. And you're like, oh, that hurt. That stung. That's how the market normalizes itself. Corrective periods here. We haven't yep. had much of a correction here yet. People think stocks have corrected because Kathy Wood is down 75 percent, but that's a little pocket of the market. A lot of stocks here are still holding up fairly well. The S&P, obviously, you got the big caps holding that up. but The S&P is not down far at all from the highs when you put it in perspective, Scott. I mean, 2020, we're sitting there at 300 on the spy. We're 426 on the spy. We're up. We're still up in nosebleed territory here in valuations as well. So. I'm kind of with you. Caution, man. Like, I don't mind your five and a quarter percent for your family's money right now because I just see so much dang risk. Like, so what would change your mind? Let's take this to a question. What would change your mind? What would put Scotch Lady and say, okay, that's it. I'm buying stocks? What would happen?
3: I would have to see common sense come back into our daily. Our daily activities and a daily lexicon. Right now, I keep going to bed every night thinking I can't get any dumber, and every morning I get up and things got dumber. <laughs> I can't. So, so I need to see, I need to see my life get back to common sense. Yeah. I need to see the people that are running my life, our lawmakers, our politicians, not look in the in the right into the camera and tell me that the border is closed when you know it's not closed. I need, I, I can't, I, I don't know what to say. That. That's so unnerving to me that the people that are supposed to be in charge of everything can look into the camera and say what they say, that makes me make love that five and a quarter percent rate too. I would need to see some sense of normalcy come back into our our lawmakers and how our, our lives are divvied up on a day-to-day basis. Then I would start to think, now maybe you have to do that a little earlier than the rest of the crowd, but boy, oh boy, right now I have never, I'm 57 years old, I'm about to be 58. I've been in this business for 36 years. I have never in my life seen a a situation where i'm i'm having to make make investing decisions with total disregard for common sense Hmm.
1: all right i'm going to go to an area of course that we've been seeing a lot of issues and that's with kind of the looting and things that we've been seeing in retail some more troubles i posted up this weekend on my twitter i've been seeing more and more are they just going to close all these kind of box retailers in the major stores what's going to happen here scott
3: well, Target's closing a lot, which is a shame. Um, and, and part of it is is that this is all organized. It's organized retail crime, organized retail theft. A lot of it has to do with, it's also being taken, um, uh, the uh, cartels on the border are also behind a lot of it, they say in California as well. Um, I'm just parroting uh, reports that I read. Uh, I, I would say this. Unfortunately, I think that's putting more and more power into the bricks and mortar goodbye story. Um, you're going to have to see more and more of these people going to I mean, I haven't been in Walgreens and CVS since before the pandemic why it all comes to my door i can all of it's on amazon and or or cbs or uh, uh, walgreens delivers so that's going to change i think that um all the big malls out there folks are going to turn into condominiums for people that want to walk during the cold weather too and still you know there we're going to see a shift um this idea that you're going to go shopping uh, you know when i was in london for 16 years i can't believe i've just said that twice but they have, you know, they've had the problems there too, but what they did was, and I don't know how this affects retail sales, but you go up to the door and you have to be buzzed in.
1: That's then, insane. You know, I, I would, I would, I can't do that. I don't know about you, Scott, but I'm not going to be trying to be buzzed into the doors. And well, things I was in like China. That.
3: I was in China before, like during the COVID, right? I was in China, December of 2019. All right. And when you go into their stores, they let five in at a time. You get in a little holding pen with it has like velvet ropes around it. And it scans your face to make sure that you're, you're not a, a bad person and you don't have a record and they check your social credit score. And then after about 20 seconds, a, a green light goes on and the gates open and then you're allowed to carry on with your business and walk into the store. Mm,
1: that's interesting. That's definitely interesting. Now, one area that I think this might expose is all the kind of real estate. That could be closing down and real estate that could you know put exposure to these banks and regional banks what do you think this might lead into a bigger issue here scott
3: i do i do i mean first of all you can't afford retail i mean residential properties with the way that these interest rates are but also at the same time commercial real estate has got to have a correction and i don't know what you're going to do with all these big buildings or what you're going to do i mean we just look. I got to go in one second, fellas, but I'll tell you, I just had reports from a bunch of people that went back to Chicago. I'm in Nashville for my show now, but think about all those big buildings in the city that don't have anybody running the stores that are in those, you know, mezzanines and ground floors because there's, you know, 40% occupancy, 30% occupancy in those big buildings. There's a whole section of the economy that's not even open because you can't, you know, those stores are all closed. You can't get anybody to go in them because there's nobody downtown. Mondays and Fridays, apparently in the city of Chicago, it's a ghost town. So, I mean, we have a long way to go, folks. I mean, yeah. with the damage that we did to the children, with what we're doing to our economy, with what we're doing to our border. I mean, I need to see common sense come back so then I can go back in both, you know, both hands.
1: All right. Scott, the lady, the Scott, the cow guy, everyone in the chat saying, where's the outfit? I need my uh, I, I need yeah. to see. I'm so busy, I'm busy here.
3: here. You can catch me, (laughs) 1 Central, 2 Eastern, RFD TV. There you go. There
1: you guys have it. I threw up his Twitter. Give him a nice follow. Thank you for coming on here. The Cow Guy, never holding back. You guys hear him out there. Definitely the chat, loving it. So let's keep going. Let's get back to the markets. How are we looking, Joel? Oh, mute, 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 mute. You know, I just before
2: you talk to markets, I just want to sum up, you know, just an observation here. We are in such yeah. a divided market here, too, right now, where people are very bullish or very bearish, and there's nobody mm-hmm. in the middle. I mean, there's like, we're going back to all-time highs. It can't stop. And look at NVIDIA today. I mean, I'm hearing, you know, the other opposite side of the story from Scott where we got problems here, you know, and obvious problems. And common sense does tell us we have problems, but this stock market hasn't traded on common sense for a long time. So, I mean, trading on common sense has been a fool's game here for the better part of a number of years, not just a number of months. So, I mean, you know, does this market reconnect with common sense or does, you know, the the party continue here? I think just my observation, you know, we had Ryan Dietrich showing us the stats. Dietrich, the stat man, doesn't care, you know, about any of that stuff. He just looks at the stats. And says, typically, you know, when we've had, you know, this happen, that this is likely to happen, you know, and that often does happen. So very divided market here. And, you know, maybe that just means more chop. I think when I see that, I just don't see like, you know, I do feel like the bears, I'm, I'm more bearish than bullish here. But at the same time, I feel like we could just continue to chop and fading everything is working. You know, where you're buying the dips and selling the rips maybe, but more selling the rips than the dips because the rips don't even hold for a day.
0: Or night, or, you or, know, a night. or yeah, twenty five. I mean, I think uh, you know, you, you talk about the importance of. We like to talk price, and we like to shoot, you know charts and whatever double. But really, when it comes down to it, it's really it's really the fundamentals. It's it's the information that you're getting from the companies themselves. And I would say heading into you know with a lot of these early season, we've come up it's like this is it. This is the one. This is the one where just everyone is gonna, and then they just kind of. They just kind of eke it out and we kind of just get by. We just kind of, you know, like, okay, like Apple Beats or this or that. The other thing, it's like, you know, we haven't like got socked in the face. Like, you know, boom, like three, four really super bad reports. and. Yeah. That's just kind of it's just kind of the way it feels right now. It just feels like if the, like the rallies, especially there's nothing where I think mean, like people are looking like, oh well, what are these guys talking about? They're so bearish. They're only down eight and a half handles, folks. We were forty handles higher. I mean, that is such a that is such a precipitous decline in the market. I mean, it it's it just shows you the sentiment and the importance of you know following the markets like you do or like we do for you on a twenty four hour basis. So um uh, what else is there to say we're coming up uh someone mentioned we're leaking we'll see we're coming up on friday's low uh at forty-three eleven. that's a big number and then i think the other big number on the downside is last week's low and we're still 30 40 handles off that but if I, i'll go to the spy here P, S&P, whatever you want to look at we're still kind of up there i mean you look at this bottom right chart on the spy on the monthly i mean where are we? The all-time high made in 22. We just kissed over 450. I don't think people really get a, get an idea how elevated we still are.
1: Yeah, September was you know a challenging month. It was the worst month for the year for the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. The S&P 500 dropped 4.9% for the month, 3.7% for the quarter. The NASDAQ dropped in 58 decline and then 4.1% decrease in the quarter. How do you guys expect October? Is going to go still similar chop or what are you
2: guys expecting here? I think we're going to see chop. I'm very worried about the potential for these tape bombs, you know, Tommy Lackey talks about. I'm very worried. We haven't had a serious earnings warning in a very long time. We've been in, you know, a a period where the stocks and and the companies have been doing very, very well. You know, the consumer has been strong. We've had some small, smaller earnings warnings like the airlines, you know, obviously we talked about that. core seems major to me because it's steel, but it's still not like a name that people talk about. It took, you know, CNBC three hours to cover that. So I think like if we get an earnings warning and I'm very worried that it's going to be Apple and full disclosure, I am short Apple. Um, I'm very worried that if it comes from a company like Apple or like a company from Microsoft, that... There's just so much weight in there that there won't be the forgiveness on those ones. Because again, those companies are priced for perfection. I mean, how much of this, and I just think about Apple, like, is it a perfect storm? Like this phone issue that they're having, you know, if just 10% of people say that we're going to buy the phone, say, I'm going to hold off because I don't know if they've solved this issue of the phones getting too hot. If just 10%, one in 10 people say, I may be going to hold off because of that, they're going to have to guide down. I mean, maybe not immediately, but eventually. So I think like it just sets up like, wow, there's so much risk and so little potential return in some of these stocks. And I'm just like, it just sets up well
1: for the bears. Let's get to the spinoffs. It's spinoff Monday, guys. Uh, And Kellogg's company has successfully completed their separation of its North American cereal business, creating two independent publicly traded companies. The separation will be achieved through the distribution of shares. Kelanova shares receiving one shares of WK Kellogg's common stock for every four shares of Kelanova's common stock held as of September 21st, 2023. Is this great for the stock?
2: Needs something. I mean, I don't know if it's obviously great for the stock, but stock is uh, is trading up fifty cents. So just to close, we have to adjust for the spin offs It's fifty-five dollars and eighty-four cents. I don't know what this name either, Kelanova Joel. I mean, <laughs> I, I hate them when they change the
1: cereal, names. From, space.
2: <laughs> cereal yeah. from space cereal
1: from space cereal.
2: So we're not supposed to call it Kellogg anymore. We're gonna call it Kelanova. So when you go in. I hope they're not going to change the cereal boxes and start like putting Calanova on it because people won't know what the hell they're buying. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't I'm looking at it today and it's like, I don't even think I have the right ticker on. I had to recheck it. I put the K and it says Calanova. I was like, what's going on? I'm like, this isn't right. Kalanova. I I don't get it. I don't get why you want to change your know. name. I, Google Alphabet. I mean, we on this pre market prep show, we will call it Kellogg forever. Like we still call it Google, we don't call it Alphabet we still call it facebook <laughs> i still call meta facebook so i mean you know square block who calls square block you know and we see what happens when it's square when it's square, they Doesn't change the name that was the end of the company i yeah, don't know. I, I hate know. name changes
0: well the, these are uh, just financial engineering i mean you know like what does this do for me i'm looking at this call chart and doesn't look like anyone wants to own either Kellogg or the other company. And you know, or, you what's know, the other this... company's name? Kellogg.
2: What's, Kella... what's a ticker? WK. WK? And it's
1: no. called Kellogg.
2: Is that what it is? Is that what the spinoff is? I haven't even looked at the news on it. So I don't, I don't think it's
1: trading just yet. So I, I
2: can't. Pull no, it's it not
0: up. WK because that's uh, we <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't. T- it doesn't do anything to enhance shareholder value. I mean, you think it does, but I'm just looking at the Kellogg chart. I mean, there's other dynamics going into it, but I don't know, what's it going to do? It just kid feel. I mean, maybe what Pfizer? Maybe they, put, they 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 spin off maybe I Maybe mean, it's not
1: trading publicly.
0: Yeah, KLG
1: right now is what I have, and it's not open yet. So you can't. KLG. Find there it. you go.
2: There it is. That's the ticker. KLG. KLG. We're called WK, but it's KLG. So we gotta yeah, I'm sorry for that. It, it's called no, WK. That's an understandable mistake because it's called WK Kellogg.
1: Yeah, so I was thinking WK was yeah, t- yeah, yeah. the ticker there. Yeah, yeah. No, so no, KLG. Fine. I was like, I know that's not it. K-L-G. KLG. And there's a KLGG, so don't confuse that one. Gosh. Okay, so K-L-G. just to kind of give you guys, yeah, it's just one you know what i mean so just just be careful out there guys and i don't know how i don't think this really affects much right i mean is that a company that unlocks a a crazy amount of value here it's just cereal right it's just a spinoff so i i don't think we're going to be watching this one too much danaher corporation let's continue announcing saturday that it's completed its separation of environmental and applied solution segments it's completed separation of Veralto Corporation. Uh, Veralto to begin trading on the New York Stock Exchange under the symbol BLTO on Monday, October 2nd. Today, let's see what happens with this one. Danaher, DHR. Um, so just
2: again, so you have to do the adjustments here and people are getting paid for the adjustments because 248.10 and the adjust to close to actually 219.91. So sure. it's actually trading up two and a half dollars here right now. So don't panic. It's not down 25 bucks. It's actually up two and a half dollars when you adjust it for the spinoff here. So DHR, do we have a symbol on this one? Like it's so confusing here, Mitch. Yeah, this actions.
0: yeah, I agree. He, he just gave it, didn't he? Uh yeah.
2: V-L-T-O. D-L-T-O. V as in Victor. Oh, V L T O. Yeah, got you there. Okay, Veralto. And this thing's trading wide, and I mean super wide. 81 <laughs> to 85, 83.90 odd lot if you want it there, but uh I don't know. It gets confusing.
0: Uh for the for the new companies, obviously the price action can't really interpret it, but I think I what a Dennis has given, you. Uh, with those adjusted closing prices, if you if you own these companies, obviously you're getting some of the other company. I, I would just keep an eye on that adjusted closing price because to me, uh, you know, Danaher has had a solve. I, to me, that will give uh, the cue of what the, what the big boys that are in these stocks and the larger shareholders, and, you know, making their decision based on that closing price for Friday. You know, I hated the this idea. I can still get out of my Danaher today. So I I jot those numbers and not just for today, but I think longer term to see what decision the street makes on these uh on these spin-offs.
1: Aramark today announced that it's completed its spin-off for wow. Verestis and which will hold Airmark's uniform and work. Pr- workplace supplies business. So Vestus is a now independent public company. And this is going to be trading under VSTS. Um, of course, Aramark will still be trading under the symbol ARMK. Um, but we'll see what happens with this. Of course, this is their uniform and workplace supplies business.
2: It's spin-off Monday, man. Sure. <laughs> correct. Know. Holy all these new stocks coming at us and all spin-off Monday, off of companies man. that we follow well. Oh, confusing to say the least, you know, and the adjustments and figuring it all out. But you know, VSTS, so um is $1930 is where it's like looking 2090. I know it just ticked there, but it's off or down. So spin-off don't get too October. excited on that one. It was a 100 shares that somebody probably just messed up. Um, so it's no no bids, best bids way down at 1691. Wow,
0: spin off, spin off, spin Joel. I don't even know what to say on all these. I don't even know if any. I mean, the thing is, is uh, are volume, I, volume gonna come into these stocks? I mean, they, I they will
2: start a bit, but some of them don't have a lot of love, uh, so yeah. it, it's hard to say. Yeah. So, ARMK, the adjusted close, if you want that one, the adjusted close on this one is 2505. So, I can give you the adjusted closes. was the close. The adjusted close is 25.05. So the stock has ticked up at 26.72, but again, it's offered way down at 26.41. Best bid's way down at 25.24, and it's an odd lot. So it's not necessarily going to open up 6%. FedEx. let's get to ratings. Man, FedEx.
0: Yeah, this is like for a monday man it's like it got to give your, your head hurt I, I mean yeah
1: you know one of the things is let's just be honest with spinoffs we don't have that much information let's see a trade let's see how it trades after that sure. we have had some good success though with some spinoffs right remember ge spinoff
2: that was good yeah ge did well off of ge did really off well off of ge healthcare gehc has not done that well it's kramer's one of his favorite stocks it's not a company that I follow probably should do some research here because there is some opportunities here in this market as much as we want to be bearish I still think there's some opportunities I kind of like the bonds we know that I've already said that stick with the bond trade but I think there's some opportunities and beating down equities eventually here too some with the yield because I think we're at the top of that yield cycle but let's move on to FedEx
1: we're moving on to FedEx and just for the chat I always catch what you guys are talking about you guys are looking for Tesla's delivery numbers I'm looking for them too we'll see once they come out if yeah, we haven't seen them just yet show up on the tape. Nine o'clock. Uh, I bet, yeah. HSBC initiating coverage on FedEx with a buy rating announcing a price target of 330. I wanted to bring this one up because it has had a recent gap up, has been holding yeah. in here, doing better than UPS. We've talked about that relationship and how it's separated. Is this the, the moment where we see it separate even further?
2: Play I mean, play. Paris trading, if you're on the right side, it's been good. You're on the wrong side. It's been real bad. Relationships are breaking down. Obviously, we've talked about the Walmart Target saga. The UPS FedEx is the same way. And I think a lot of it's to do the 40% raise, too. Margin's getting squeezed over there at UPS. We talked about the labor inflation. 100%. The market is sneaky worried about it. I'm very worried about it. FedEx though resilient holding up after the holding on to the earnings gain here Joel does not want to fill that gap at 260 level I know I know I know buyers down there
0: I know I man I'm like HSBC you're telling me to buy this now okay uh better bust over 270 and hold and get above 3 monthly highs be within a fifty cent area, so that that's major resistance here. You can play it up to there. I mean, you even got to seventy forty six on uh on Friday before it retreated uh with the market. So prove to me you could get a strong two seventy bid and uh, get out of here and bust that out. But to me, that's just a major wall of resistance. And if the talk about the economy slowing down and all the stuff in the recession. People are just not going to be, be buying as much stuff in the stores, and they're not going to be buying as much stuff online. So you can't have your cake and eat it too here. So they've done a lot of cost reduction, but man, you don't see three monthly highs in the same area in a big stock like that very often. So FedEx holders, uh, shareholders, make note.
1: Evercore ISI Group upgrading Rivian Automotive to outperform, announcing a $35 price target. Will Rivian continue to charge up here, or will it see the turnaround? This really hasn't been much movement on the monthly. They're the daily looks it today, like it's been moving. Yeah, Did something, something just happened, come out happened, in Rivian? Yeah, I, think R- I think deliveries are coming in also for yeah. Rivian. Oh, Rivian
2: deliveries. Were. So, so they get an upgrade. They upgraded this ahead of the delivery numbers. That took some yeah. guts. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, took some guts, folks. 16,304 vehicles were delivered. Yep. Um, in Q3, I believe it was 15,564. I'm looking at these numbers wow. correctly here. So, oh no, produced 16,304, delivered 15,564. So, they, they produced 16,304, delivered 15,564. I don't know where the expectations were, I don't follow Rivian really at all. So I'm not sure where they are. Obviously, the expectations aren't great because the stock's getting hit.
1: The important part is they did at least uh, say they were on track with their previous guidance of 52,000 annual production. I just go back to who's
2: buying the cars if we go into a slowdown. Can these companies... You know, make no one is. Easier. Let's be honest. Let's
1: be honest well, with 15, these 564 prices. Five hundred
2: sixty-four people did so. There's not nobody, yeah. but I
1: mean, but let's be. It's it's a yeah, it's, not it's a, a small. Yeah, that's not like yeah. Joel will say. I can make those cars in the garage, right? But <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I want to
2: see you make fifteen thousand rivians in your garage. I know you're just being sarcastic, but that's, uh, but
1: th- that's it, the truth, yeah.
2: It we're comes back to valuation though, Mitch, and I'm with you. Let's go to our trusty Benzinga Pro, open up her details. Rivian even make I don't think it makes money. So you get that ugly P symbol on there because it's not applicable when they don't make money. Yeah, they don't make money. Not even yeah. close. The, so, the
1: truth is, is also is it, it, we're coming to a point in time where the consumer is really going to have to start considering the expenses, right? Rent has increased and stayed sticky. The car prices have increased and stayed sticky. And if anything, all these EVs that are coming out is not going to help prices go down. It's just
0: going to make the new norm of a brand new car thirty, forty thousand dollars. Yeah, you can't, you can't just on that. I mean, even if they double the amount, I mean, I've always had a hard time with these stocks and that, you know, the production numbers and everything. I'll just say, I just look at this quick. Technically, you got that pop and now you got the drop. So if you once again, selling the rip, selling the strength uh, just for any reasons working out. I keep an eye on, yes, uh, Friday's low at 23.39. We almost ticked there uh, on that news. So if it holds in there, yeah, you maybe get a chance to, you know, get back uh, to, I mean, right now, I think you'd like to see unchanged. So good parameters. Yesterday's low, 23.39, Friday's low. And uh, after being up and down, I'm sure a lot of people like to see that close at uh, 24.28. This was riding a one, two, three, four, five day winning streak. So uh, nice rebound off the 20 level. Let's see if it can hold Friday's low.
1: All right. Bitcoin is making a move today. Joel, you can show the futures. We can take yep. a look at how this might affect some Bitcoin stocks. I did see some news out there for Coinbase that they were able to get some licensing. Uh, and that should help them get a, a continued lift. But we're seeing other kind of miners also trade up. There could be a lot of things that could be affecting Bitcoin right now. Of course, you guys weigh in in the chat. What do you guys think here, Joel, on Bitcoin
0: and maybe Bitcoin stocks? I mean, this is just big. It just does what it does. It, it, uh, you know, it, it has a move and then it sits there, sits there, sits there, and then it has like a big pop or or a big decline. And you had the consolidation. I just going back on memory here and not, you know, I don't have any. St- really true statistics to back this up. But a lot of times when you see Bitcoin up like 1,500, people get all excited. You know, they try and pile into these stocks, Coinbase is 79 or Mara at uh, 920 or wherever Riot is. So if if Riot here up 69 cents, if if these are your targets, then take the targets. Because I just, a lot of times, you know, even if Bitcoin stays flat on the day, or you know stays up 1500 bucks just saying like the riots already leaked a little bit here so that just is kind of a a broad observation here on uh bitcoin and the bitcoin stocks when you get a big pop like this
2: it says fade everything i mean we're still in this <laughs> market where fading moves works i'm if you're chasing moves in 2023 you're losing money there's not a lot of moves that are sustained So, again, we remain in a contrarian market. How do you make money in a contrarian market? You fade moves. Buying dip has worked very well in the first half. Selling rips working amazingly in the second half. But even buy the dip working still a little bit if you're selective and you're not too early on the dip buying. The bottom line is that if you're like, you know, stocks gapping up 10% you're like, Kramer, oh, I love the quarter. We got to buy it up here. And then it comes back in. I mean, it's not the Kramer market. Kramer is a momentum trader. So you got to figure out what type of market that you're in. That is what dictates your performance. Figure out the type of market you're in. I'll tell you what type of market you're in. You're in a contrarian market
1: all right that wraps up today's top stories but we can do a little bit of ticker time and I know that you wanted to mention Dennis on a trade idea that you mentioned just a couple of weeks ago I think it might have been even a month ago on Johnson and Johnson how has that gone
3: Ooh.
2: yeah I mean we got this one absolutely right and if you can go back to the shows from a couple of months ago I was saying it just sets up it wasn't cheap they obviously you know got the lawsuit issues which we know is not going away those problems are not going away and Then, you know, it was like, wow, if you're going to continue to get yields elsewhere, why do I want to chase in Johnson & Johnson for a 2.5% dividend? That dividend is now up to 3.06%. Stock has fallen 20 points since we were, you know, not liking it back in August. I think, like, it's come down a lot here now, but I just can't, you know, with this talc issue here, we don't know the unknowns here. They were trying to get past it, and they can't seem to get past it. Just like it seems like 3M can't get past their lawsuits either. They get a little pop where it looks like they're going to get past it. And then the stocks just go down again here, too. So Johnson Johnson remains a no-touch for me. I think you got to sell rallies. Oh,
0: wow. I got Triple M. I had not looked at that lately. Look at that. That, that, that
2: popped was... up on that they thought they were figuring the you know, earplugs or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, they are going to get to pass this lawsuit. And then all oh. of a sudden, you know, it's not, not passed. seems like they're never passed these lawsuits. They go on and they drag on, they drag on. And 3M is dragged on to a point where it's got a 6.4% dividend. Wow. I mean, it's dragged down to, a, you know, if they can ever really, truly get past this stuff, this stock is cheap. But I don't know how to quantify. And there's other lawsuits in there, too. It's not just the year. There's another one, too, isn't there? Like, there's multiples in here. So. I mean, it's the issue. I mean, this stock was $250 a share back in 2018. It's now 93. You're going back, Joel, go back on your charts here because I can't (laughs) even go back far enough. You're going back to like 2014 pricing here. Get back 10 years of gains here on 3M. This is a company, this isn't like, you know, some small little zombie Kathy Wood company here. This is a company that makes money. They make like everything. I mean, diversified, you know, they make all kinds of stuff, 3M. Yet here's a company that's on a 10-year low. You know, you go back, 2008 was different because it really punished stocks back then. But, I mean, we're getting back 10 years of gains here. Would I love to buy 3M? At a certain point in time, yes. But we got to get by these losses because I can't quantify all that. And the market can't either. And that's why they just give it no love. And J&J, look out, J&J shareholders, because you could be the next 3M.
0: Yeah, it, uh, boy, the price action here, horrible. I had, Like I said, I had not. And I think it caught an upgrade here, too um in this area too i mean oh yeah everything's okay so you know someone puts a 115 price target on it i don't know what happened this was this a bad market day mitch uh man oh man it went what was the big bar here well now i guess it was just because it had a big range that day oh the the 13th uh, Went uh, closed at one oh seven sixteen. Had a seven buck range. Closed at one oh one oh six. Hard to recover from days like that. I'll just uh, I'll try and be a little optimistic for your triple M shareholders. And on your monthlies here, you are on the low of the move or near the low of the move. So if you want to lean on that, you can. Uh, a couple monthly lows right at the ninety two thirty eight area. Ninety two forty one was your has been uh, was your low. On Thursday, uh, if you're a day trader and, you know, you don't care about the long term prospects of this, of course, you could look at it as a potential long. But a lot of times, man, you get good moves when they take out those major levels. So, you know, look both ways in 3M trading down nine cents today.
1: That down action on Triple M, just to give a little bit more detail there, that was at a investor presentation where they said that slow growth environment in 2024.
2: So they don't like that either. And then you still got, they settled with the U.S. military, but they haven't settled out with they so many other um, organizations and people. A lot right of now. issues. Lots of lawsuits still pending here. Six mm-hmm. billion to the U.S. military. And that doesn't end it. This ends it for the U.S. military. It doesn't end it for everyone here. So man when you make a product that fails you can really see the punishment you get for that
1: let's go to the stock that tried to turn last week i'm wondering if it can actually hold its little gains from last week that's of course arm mentioned here and uh been focusing on this stock as it seems like the days that we do have up action in tech a lot of that also coming off of arm i think as, as traders are watching this side by side with nvidia also now it's setting up here for kind of a little bit of a bear flag
0: mm-hmm. will it
1: knock down back to 50.
2: again it's hard to call these technically because there's just not a lot of data i don't typically trade them if it's if i do it's a small short term like day trade but um i do think eventually it breaks down but we've seen irrational exuberance i mean the, the valuation makes no sense at 50 60 and spelled out out up here for like you know 10 12 days so valuation doesn't matter until it does I think eventually it does but that doesn't mean it can't go up can't you know in the short term it's just too hard for me to you know make a call and trade something like this
0: uh well just from from a uh long not long well long term what do you have two weeks price action you got to keep an eye on this 56.79 level you hit that on friday then you got two other tops in that area so man that to me after like the big ramp up, then a decline. You're like, okay, you can get halfway back. Not even coming near. I think halfway back is right around uh, 58 or 59. It's not getting there. That's major resistance right now. So if I was looking at this, uh, the recent move, 50 to 57, 3.5, 53. If you feel like you need to own this thing, and this is going to be a super you know, long time low, then you're getting half of this move back at fifty three fifty, 50, but uh, maybe a better area to, if you got a short off on Thursday and Friday, as opposed to trying along here in a R M.
1: All right. So this is just what I was pointing towards that kind of bear flag action. And I just suggest what I see. Mm-hmm. All right. So I put that right there for you guys. You guys see the bounces off that level. It could maybe go, I think it could even maybe make an attempt one more time towards this top of this trend and then come down. So, it's not guaranteed that it breaks right now today. So be careful out there, guys. I'm just gonna keep an eye on it. And really, if it goes through 50, we all could kind of say that this, this could just drop a little lower and then that could drag tech. So that's kind of the level. Of course, 50 is all the way down here. At
2: the yeah, point. 50 would be a disaster. If it loses 50, it's gonna see 45 in a heartbeat. So that's yeah, the you way guys... to trade it maybe as you wait for the actual breakdown. Because I think what, as much as failed breakouts have been happening, the breakdowns have been working. So, I mean, that's yeah. something to think about. When the stocks break down, it's probably a better play I'm shorting them through the breakdowns as opposed to buying the breakouts. But, man, I don't know. We're getting hit here again here on the markets. We were doing okay, and then we're starting to get whacked again. Um, I mean, NVIDIA has been very resilient. There is a headline here today. I guess Goldman's going 600 PT on it. So, I, I haven't checked that, but the chat just said it. I can verify that right now. I mean, it's had a nice little rally back here in NVIDIA. <laughs> So, just trying to see if I can find that Goldman, uh, that Goldman note here
0: from the weekend. While you're looking for that, I got a good number for you, Nvidia traders. You did trade over 442 in the pre market, getting to 442.50, and then boom! You look at this area here. You had a high right at that uh, on September 18th. So now that's three bucks away. Very important level. And then I think even if you could get through that. Uh, you still that site, That remember how long 450 held up? I, uh, I just, I, I'm not loving this call by Goldman here. I, I just man, He's chasing a bet. Yeah, and also like this, that's a big red candle, Goldman. Look at your charts. Look what it had. When it had a big red candle here, it had another big red candle. So, uh, I'd be, I'd be fading this one. Uh, I'd be fading this Goldman.
2: Four fifty major resistance. If it gets in a silly town, I think you find sellers yeah, all over the place. So zero. I do have it. Nvidia's upgraded to conviction buy from buy. So they had a buy on it, and they went to conviction buy now. So I guess that's an upgrade. I don't know. buy as a buy. It sounds like to me. So it doesn't sound like an upgrade. But they're saying it's an upgrade because it's conviction buy now. Price targets up to six hundred and five dollars. So going up to six oh five. That is the reason that NVIDIA is ripping here this morning. Obviously, ignoring the overall market action because Goldman, whether you like them or not, they carry weight.
1: Let's go to Nader in the chat. I haven't seen Nader in the chat. And if you're not new, well, it's good to see you in the chat, right? Let's go to Boeing here. B A. This has been a stock that has just gotten whacked and whacked and whacked is it oversold yet hell yeah it is hell yeah that doesn't matter right now because the truth is look at the xli also yeah and you guys this will tell you guys what it really has happened here is more along in industry-wide sector-wide where it's just getting whacked in industrials and then on friday i started seeing what even Caterpillar start giving up its gains. It just made a recent move that made it look a little bullish. And now is coming back to 273. I'm kind of worried about industrials.
2: Uh, this Boeing is so smooth. I mean, look at that. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. even look real, that top right chart. Just the slow, like steady collapse, just death by a thousand cuts, quietly going from 230 to one ninety. night. There's a 20% death by a thousand cuts fall. You know, your stock falls 20%. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. It falls like though for a month straight, just losing a dollar a day and nobody notices at all. This This is this market. There has been so many little pockets of destruction like this where you're like, when did that stock get down to here? And it's just death by a thousand cuts. It hasn't been a market that's been crushed it's just been a market that would we'll just bleed you out a little bit, we'll slowly bleed you, slowly bleed, slowly bleed. And that's what this market has been for so many stocks. Now, again, stocks like NVIDIA have held up well because they still have that AI story attached to them. But there's no AI story to be found in Boeing here, you know, not, you know, that the investors are buying anyways. And I mean, airlines are struggling. So it's not, a, you know, there is definitely a positive correlation between Boeing and the airlines. LUV making a new 52 week low, it seems like, every single day. Um, you know, I have the AAL, which was a disaster buy. I bought it at 15. It's 12. You know, Delta, again, the CEO on CNBC there, you know, two months ago saying it can't get better. When the CEO says it can't get any better, sell the stock because that means that it can only get worse. And that's what's happened with Delta. It got worse. But the Boeing, you know, is this an opportunity or some of these stocks opportunities to
0: buy? Oh man! Well, if we don't go into a recession, yes. If we do go into a heavy recession, that could get worse. Oh man, you know I I was arguing that, you know, we need smaller, you know, smaller planes, smaller planes, smaller planes and then the stock just kept rallying in my face, rallying up to 240. This is a uh a disaster, I'll say if you want um you know, if you want something to lean on, this 190 to 192 area has held up uh the whole year. Uh well, 1903 was your low uh, on Friday. It's a, almost a double bottom there. So once again, look both ways. If you're buying this off the 190 level and it takes it out, well, short it going through it and you got a you know, you mental stop if it comes back above it. But that, is, that's just a, that chart just looks absolutely horrible. And good, the other man. thing too, I just wanted to, yeah. like if you are buying this thing on dips, you got a, you got a lot of competition. If and when this thing ever rallies, because there are so many people that just looks like an institutional seller, just one after another, just saying, you know yeah. what, we're getting out of this. You know, I don't care. Don't work it. Don't work it for two weeks. Just get me out. Get me out by Wednesday. And they're just, they're just massacring the, it. Do
1: they expect maybe the consumer slowdown to lead to maybe non-deliveries of planes and things like that? Oh, that's what yeah. I'm thinking about. Well, that's like what that.
2: comes too much. It, you and, know what again? I mean? it comes to that if the airlines are struggling they're not going to just be putting huge orders in to get new planes i mean and again we are seeing a slowdown here not necessarily in travel they're seeing margins get squeezed a little bit but even if demand stays high margins start getting squeezed it means they have less money to upgrade equipment so there is thought process there too margins are getting squeezed and it's not just in the automotive industry it's not just at ups It's not just, you know, at UAL with the pilots. It's everywhere. Everybody wants to be paid more money. And that will turn around and keep inflation sticky.
1: Well, let's wrap up this market like always. Dennis, what's your final outlook? Then we'll go to Joel, of course, for the ES chart. And then... We'll wrap it up here on pre-market prep. What do you got I
2: think we still are going to see some chop. We need direction. We haven't got the Tesla deliveries here yet. Maybe that bails this market out today. Maybe it doesn't. We don't know yet. I still think we're selling rips. I still think there's a lot of risk in this market. I still think you've got to be very careful with just blindly buying the dip because we're just not in Kansas anymore. I mean, we're not in 2020 anymore. Tesla is starting to get hit here right now as we approach nine o'clock. I don't see the numbers here yet, but we just dropped a buck on Tesla. Makes me think that maybe those delivery numbers just came out
0: uh the bulls got their work to do and they got a they got a couple opportunities to do it uh right now they've made a, a half a halfway decent uh defense of friday's low uh but you can just look at your daily lows friday's low forty three eleven. thursday's low is about 10 handles below that but you got to look at that low from Wednesday, last week's low. Look at last week's low and all your stocks. And man, if that, that, that gets punched, then I think it's going to be another rough week on Wall Street. Tesla getting absolutely destroyed here. Those deliveries must have fallen off a cliff. But uh, good show today. I guess uh, we weren't quite that optimistic, but we can only give you the information the market provides for us. And it's going to be a rough start to October.
1: All right, Tesla's numbers did drop there. I'll tell you what, come over to Live Trading, and I'll talk all about them. That's coming up next. We'll get you guys Cheezer. over there. Like hey, you know how we do it. You know how we do it. Even Dennis is like, ooh, I want to know. I want right, to go. Guys. I'm
2: going over Live Trading, because <laughs> I need to know these Tesla numbers there. <laughs>
1: You guys keep up with, of course, Triple D Trader. And of course, you guys know Joel. He has the closing print at 3.30. You guys keep up with him. And if you guys want to see more, you could check out more on Premarket Prep Plus. Of course, you guys got the website. If you haven't been on premarketprep.com, I mean, what are you guys waiting for? Definitely check it out, guys. Uh, and it's always good to have you, Dennis. Appreciate you coming right. in this morning. I I'm do have the Tesla so We're
2: going to keep teasing them. We'll give
1: them to you over on live trade and get over there because I'm looking at them. They ain't great ooh all right guys find out stick with us we're coming up next don't go anywhere of course live trading starting up